This is Sadiq, and you're listening to the Prove Me Wrong podcast, which is a sports-related podcast where I'll discuss a wide range of topics from the NFL, NBA, and collegiate athletics happening every Tuesday morning. What's up, America? So we're not going to talk about the NFC, AFC championship games. We're going to talk about the biggest news in the NFL that just happened in the last 24 hours. Sean Payton is heading back to the NFL after being with Fox for about a year. Sean Payton is heading to the Denver Broncos. He's heading to Broncos country. Now, Sean Payton is being traded because he was still on contract with the New Orleans Saints. A first-round pick is going to the Saints, essentially the pick that they got for Bradley Chubb. And then they're getting a second-round pick at a later year. And in return, the Broncos get Sean Payton as well as a third-round pick in the upcoming year. I'll tell you this right now. This is a home run. This is a home run for the Denver Broncos on so many levels. Denver Broncos said, we are not leaving this offseason with no coach. We're going to do everything. We're going to try everything to make sure we get a head coach. They tried Jim Harbaugh. That was tragic because he went right back to Michigan. Then... They went to the D'Amico Ryans, and he said, poof, like magic, and headed to, you know, the the Texans, which I'll talk about a little later. And they went scouring every single place they could find, and they was able to land on Sean Payton, which was the number one head coach in this coaching search. It was It was clear that, the best coach available was Sean Payton and giving up a first round pick and a second round pick is not enough for a culture changer. Now we know what this is. Nathaniel Hackett is out. He's headed to New York and I'll talk about that a little later. But Sean Payton is one of the best coaches in the league. He had one of the toughest jobs in all of sports. Think about it. He had one of the more riskiest jobs in all of sports. Coming in when Katrina happened. Literally coming in when Katrina happened. Bringing in Drew Brees, who failed a physical with Miami. And he turned the Saints into a consistent winner a consistent franchise no longer the ain'ts but a respectable franchise in the new orleans saints who he took to multiple nfc championship games who got robbed an opportunity to go to the super bowl i just call it what it is the most egregious call that i've ever seen not go for a team especially in the playoffs Help Drew Brees become an average player to a Hall of Famer first ballot. 
galvanize that community in New Orleans. And I think with the ownership of Walmart, essentially, and Broncos faithful, Broncos country, I think he's going to do a hell of a job. Now, we know the Raiders is trash. The Raiders are just trash. Let's just call it what it is. The Chargers, I don't believe in them. You saw what? They gave up a 30-burger comeback. And the Chiefs are always going to be there. But after the Chiefs, you got to go with the Broncos, especially if you can get Russell Wilson right. Now, let's talk about Russ a little bit. All I know about Russell Wilson is he's on high alert now. The guy wants to win. The guy works hard. I don't, I don't care about all this other stuff about him having an office and whatnot. The guy wants to put in ample time to make sure he does his best. And I think Sean Payton, knowing that Russell Wilson wants Sean Payton, that marriage is going to work. One bad year does not exclude 10 great years by Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson, I think he will come back. I think he will play much better. I think the Denver Broncos, I, you know, right now, I believe they're going to be a wild card team. And I love the hire. I just do. The New Orleans Saints also got, a, you know, treasure chest of picks, um, premium picks at that. They gave up Sean Payton and got more or exactly the same as the Raiders did for Devontae Adams. Let's just put that in perspective. So I think it was a great trade by both sides. Both sides win. Um, Sean Payton is a Denver Bronco. Sean Payton is headed to Broncos country. And one more time, Broncos country. Let's ride. Y'all better ride to some W's. Y'all better ride to some dubs. Because if y'all ride into some L's, ooh, Russell Wilson will be riding out of town. Now, let's get into the other coaching hire that just shocked the social media world. D'Amico Ryans, former NFL player, great NFL player, great NFL defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers, is heading back to Houston on a six-year deal to the Houston Texans. I think this is a great hire as well. And the reason why, one, it just feels right. Let's just be frank. Lovey Smith, David Cully, we knew they wasn't going to be there for long. We just knew they wasn't going to be there for long. The Texans' problems that they fired them both after one season. I would have just kept Cully there for two seasons and cut him as opposed to cutting him after one year and then getting, you know, Lovey Smith and cutting him after one year. Just didn't make much sense to me. It didn't feel right. It, just, it was just like I felt like there was just being lazy with the process. But to me, this one, I feel like makes a lot of sense. D'Amico Ryans. I believe can be a, a good head coach. And I'll tell you why. One, he got boatload of draft picks. He got the seventh pick overall. Two, he got cat space out the yin yang. 
especially now we increased by over 20 million and three that organization knows him so they're gonna be patient with him he's gonna have a pulse of the locker room unlike most coaches because he was in those locker rooms just a couple of years ago and he's gonna have a pulse of the community i think the texans love this hire i think it's a great hire and also the biggest reason why i love this is because it's a six-year deal it's not a standard four or maybe even five it's a six-year deal he's gonna be there for at least four you're gonna see this process you're gonna see if he can actually do this job i really like this now he doesn't have to get the quarterback he don't have nick bosa he don't have Tuamon said he don't have Fred Warner. But what he do have is an opportunity to get a young team going. Now, this Houston Texans team that Lovey Smith had, they were fighting with teams towards the end. You saw they went toe-to-toe with the Kansas City Chiefs. You saw they went toe-to-toe with the Cowboys. They went toe-to-toe with a plethora of teams. And I think it being a black coach on a six-year deal, former player for that organization, after firing two black coaches in one year, it's just, I think this is a good, good, not even a good, let's just be, it's a great hire. Now, will he be a good coach? That's, we'll see that. I like to see his staff, hopefully he, he, you know, gets an, a veteran offensive coordinator that knows what he's doing so he can focus on that defensive side as opposed to doing what something like Robert Sala did, which was just get everybody young. I think the biggest thing is his staff, who he hires as a staff, and then how he drafts, what his drafting methodologies are. Does he trust the organization to make these picks? Because he's not, you know, this is his first rodeo at this. Um it's going to be fascinating to watch. I am excited to see what D'Amico Ryans does because he did a hell of a job in San Fran having the number one defense, the number one defensive rated player. Um, and had they had a quarterback, maybe he, this job doesn't become official because he's in the Super Bowl uh, going against the Kansas City Chiefs. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gonna be walking out. Walking out, walking out, walking out. Now let's get into the conference championship games. First, we gotta talk about the AFC championship game. I gotta talk about it. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in their building going against Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, before I start, I just got to say something. There's an APB out for the second year in a row for my brother Rashad. Where are you, fam? You know, I've been texting you, hey, come on the podcast. We got a group chat together. I have not heard from you since that game come on to the podcast let's talk about this game and future games i haven't heard from you 
That's one. Number two, I told y'all the Chiefs was going to win. I told y'all the Chiefs was going to win. Patrick Mahomes is just that dude for media pundits around and the general public. We need to stop taking Patrick Mahomes for granted. This man has had the greatest start to that of sports career maybe ever. He literally is guaranteed to be in the AFC Championship game in the last five years. That's what he's done. He's also got a Super Bowl MVP on his resume, a Super Bowl championship. He also has multiple first-team All-Pros. He also has a regular season MVP, and he's about to add another one. Like DJ Khaled said, what Patrick Mahomes is doing shouldn't be taken for granted. This is greatness. This is absolutely greatness. And all we're doing, media pundits, whether it's Fox Sports 1, ESPN, CBS, Stars, all of the people, no media loves nothing more than the second guy trying to be the first guy. Last year it was Josh Allen. This year it was Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. Once Joe Burrow knocked out Josh Allen, everybody was on Joe Burrow. People actually thought, they actually thought that they were going to roll up into Burrowhead, that the Bengals was going to roll up into Burrowhead and beat the Chiefs again? Again? Stop it. Patrick Mahomes took care of business. And people want to talk about the last play with the shoving out of bounds and the roughing the passer, uh, unnecessary roughness, whatever the referees called it. One, that was true. It was a penalty. He made a mistake. He was trying to hustle. Um, you know, there's no, there's no shame on that. But the Bengals lost this game because they turned the ball over. But guess what? When you play that style of, of of offense, you're playing a lot of not dink and dunk, but going deep. Hey, it happens. If you saw the Jamar Chase play, he does a double move on double coverage. The, the DBs can locate the ball. He goes up, high points the ball, great play, and it works. They do the same play on the other side to T. Higgins, and it's a pick. One of the best defensive plays I've seen all season, honestly. Man tips it up, and the other guy goes and catches it. It was a great play. But Joe Burrow turned the ball over twice. Joe Burrow was getting sacked. Joe Burrow was getting sacked and being on his back more than IG models. They just call it what it is. That offensive line, who played well the week before against the Buffalo Bills, was at turnstiles in New York. They was letting everybody go. And you ain't need a metro card to get through. Chris Jones, I told y'all, Chris Jones and Frank Clark was going to wreck shop. They wreck more shop than DMX. And Rough Rider is in it, though. You can stop it. Just stop it. That offensive line, you lose three starters, that's what's probably going to happen. It's just a telltale of how bad the Buffalo's defensive line is without Vaughn Miller. But Chris Jones, a DPOY finalist, one of the best defensive players 
in the last couple of years showed y'all why he is who he is. He is him. And the Cincinnati Bengals. Y'all had y'all opportunities. Y'all let him off the hook. Bum ankle by Patrick Mahomes. Losing his top three receivers. No running game. Back spasms with Kelsey. And the man still rised and shined. The man still put up over 302 tubs. Man. Patrick Mahomes. Y'all better stop playing with that boy. Y'all better stop. Y'all better stop. And just like I did last week, I'm going to do it again this week. But for the Chiefs. Big Red and Patrick Mahomes, they're back in the Super Bowl with Juju Kelsey and Quick Chris Jones. The Chiefs have it their way. KC. Now let's talk about the NFC Championship game, which was an atrocity. Man, I felt bad for the 49ers. I picked the 49ers, and the only reason why I picked them is because I didn't want to go back on my pick. That's the only reason. But even with that, I thought it was going to be a closer game. And I also thought they was going to have their quarterback. Brock Purdy got hurt. Josh Johnson got hurt. Christian McCaffrey got to play quarterback. And, yeah, that's good night. Once Josh Johnson went down, I knew it was over, over. Like, I knew it was over when Brock Purdy went down. He has a torn uh, UCL. He will be out for six months. So, hopefully, he can get back for training camp. Um but you already had Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance out. So I find it very interesting to see what the 49ers are going to do moving forward. But that game was just a was just a beatdown. The Eagles, to me, weren't really that impressive. Um, they Jalen Hurts didn't really throw the ball well, but they just they have overwhelmingly great talent. Um, the 49ers got robbed on that fourth and two play because had they gotten the ball, maybe they could have done something. Um Devontae Smith catches a pass that's not a pass. Um, so, yeah, when you think about all those different situations, um, the Eagles did what they were supposed to do. Uh, they beat down on the team that was inferior, especially when they lost two of their quarterbacks. Um, you see the Eagles taking care of business in the divisional round, beating down on the team that can't score within the, the new football giants, the New York football giants. Um, the Eagles uh, are now in the Super Bowl. Overwhelmingly talent across the yin game. We'll talk about picks next week. Hopefully, we can find Rashad. Maybe he can help us, you know, distill this APB out that I talked about. I just want to, you know, make sure my family's okay. But anyway, the Eagles dominated their line as one of the best lines in all of football, if not the best. Lane Johnson and Kelsey are going to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, Jalen Hurts is part of the run game. Miles Sanders is the Pro Bowl back. Then you got, you know, Devontae and AJ. You got Dallas Goddard. That team is just littered with talent. Um, I'm looking forward to the Kelsey Bowl, which is Jason <clears throat> Jason versus Travis Kelsey, uh, first brothers that are in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, this the Eagles did what they were supposed to do. The 49ers. I feel bad for them. Um, think about it. You have 
between Kyle Shanahan and Jim Harbaugh, they've been to what six, uh, six NFC Championship games that have no Super Bowls to show for it, no Super Bowl wins. Um, we'll we'll see uh, what the 49ers do in terms of hiring a DC. Looks like uh, Vangio might go there after early reports saying that he's gonna go to Miami. Um, I find this very interesting. Um, but all in all, the Eagles took care of business. Let's move on. Now, the team I do want to talk about real quickly before I get into the Jets is the Cincinnati Bengals. This Cincinnati Bengals team is going to look a lot different uh, starting next season. And, and the reason why is because Joe Burrow now has to get paid. Joe Burrows is going to have to get paid because he's going to be the probably the highest paid quarterback in all of football. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals have to bring out the Bricks truck, and it's not just him. A lot of players are free agents on their team that, you know, couldn't be, you know, um, a key part of their team. So you have Jesse Bates, who is a free agent. I think he's g- gone. I think he's gone. I think the the agent already talked to the team already behind closed doors, and they already took care of the next deal. I believe he's gone. Hayden Hurts is also a free agent. You look at some of these other players that they have on their team, um, like Eli Apple, who looked like a rotten apple after all that smack talking, him, uh, talking about um, Mike Hilton talking, and then they lost. They lost to the Chiefs. I think the Cincinnati Bengals are a team that's going to look a lot different next season. People talk about Bo, but Bo's on his back more than IG models, then it don't matter because that offensive line is like turnstiles. Anyway, um, you have that. You also have Jamar Chase coming up the very next year and T. Higgins coming up the very next year because T. Higgins was a second-round pick, and he's going to want to get paid. And I think next season, um, if things don't shake out, he might be a bear or giant. Um, All I have to say is that the Bengals, I believe, is going to be different. The 49ers also might be different because of their quarterback situation. Do they keep Jimmy Garoppolo? Do they uh, try to get Tom Brady or Derek Carr? Do they look at a situation like um, trying to get either Brock Purdy or Trey Lance off their team so they can insert a new player on their team? Because let's just call it what it is. The luck that this 49er team has is just atrocious. They lost three quarterbacks this season effectively four if you count josh johnson um so then that not only that starter was gone their depth and their backup depth was gone um so it'll be very interesting to see what that happens and i'm looking forward to it uh free, uh the off season doesn't officially start until uh you know after the super bowl but i know things are being put in the works right now with some teams now Let's talk about my Jets and Aaron Rodgers. He was on the Pat McAfee show talking about um, a little bit about Nathaniel Hackett, talking about how great coach he was and people trying to point the dots. And it does make a lot of sense 
for not only the Jets, but for Aaron Rodgers. But I'll say, I'll, I'll tell you this. If, if the Giants, I said, if the Giants, if the Jets are able to get Aaron Rodgers, I just hope he's committed to the process. I hope he is a guy that makes sure that he's there from, you know, OTAs, mini camp, training camp, um, to make sure that he's on wavelength with the offensive coordinator, who's now in the Kitheo Hackett, um, the offensive line, the receivers, everybody. Um, I think it makes a lot more sense. He went on the Pat McAfee show stating, hey, they're making decisions without me kind of thing. I think he's going to be traded if he wants to be traded. Um, and if he's going to be traded, I think the Jets, Titans are the two teams. I don't really see the Raiders. I, I really feel like that's Tom Brady heading to, to the Raiders. You heard uh, Max Cosby say flat out, hey, if, you know, if I can pick the quarterback, I want Tom Brady, right? So I believe the Ducks are in the road for the Jets to go get Aaron Rodgers, pair him with Nathaniel Hackett, and let's see what happens. The compensation, I think, is going to be maybe a three or two and the one as opposed to two one. Um, but it'll be very interesting. Aaron Rodgers said he's not going to make a decision until after the Super Bowl, so we're going to have to wait until around – um valentine's day week to see if there's a decision made um we saw alex smith get traded we saw matthew stafford get traded we'll see if aaron Rodgers indeed gets traded this has proved me wrong and i once again i proved y'all wrong once again thank you for listening to yet another episode of prove me wrong if you ever want to get on a show if you ever have any comments you can dm me or you can comment me at my Instagram, prove me wrong underscore podcast, and I'll be waiting for your comments. Out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gonna be walking out. Walking out, walking out.